Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have David A.R. White with us today. He is the founder of Pure Flix, co-head of an independent film studio, a film star, and an Emmy-nominated TV star. His latest film, Love on the Rock, is doing amazingly well. He also stars in and produces content for Pure Flix and Sony, and he is the brains behind the God's Not Dead film franchise, which has to date generated over $100 million in box office revenue. And we're excited to have him on the show. Yes. So welcome to the show. Welcome. Oh, thanks so much for having me, guys. It's our pleasure. Mm -hmm. Now, I always start to show out the same way um, since we've been in this crazy pandemic. Oh, um, yes. How has the pandemic affected what you do and what have you done to kind of maneuver through this? Wow, it is a good question. Um, you know, uh, for us, it, it, it the pandemic hasn't been terrible in the way that, you know, we, we shot, a, uh, I think we've done probably seven movies since the pandemic oh, wow. started. Oh, wow. Um, and we started on a movie uh, that me and my daughter uh, started to, uh, started out this way called Finding Love in Quarantine. And, <laughs> and it was about a dad reconnecting with his daughter. Um, and we had to shoot it in our house. This is like April mm. 2020 um, because we were, you know, everybody was locked in their homes. And so, oh, yes. um, you know, with Pure Flix, obviously they need, they need content. You know, it's just like any streaming platform. What can you, right. what can you bring? And so we pitched, uh, Matt Shapiro and myself pitched this idea to them and they um, approved it. And so we went on and started shooting every week on the weekends. Uh, this yeah. movie, um, that turned into Eva LaRue came in, um, Tom Arnold, Stacey Dash, like all these people joined, you know, as, as we were able to bring cast members in. And so that really started it for us. We did that from April, uh, finished it in June, and that thing was up on the platform, you know, like I think by July. And wow. of course, oh, about wow. the pandemic and, you know, what is it like, you know, yeah. because we were getting all these, you know, with the mask mandates, the cleaning of the food, the the drive-by birthdays, the you know, and so we just incorporated the, these into these episodics um, mm -hmm. that we were doing. So it ended up being eight episodes, like eight 20-minute episodes. Wow. Um, oh, wow. That it became a movie and and that is, you know, available everywhere now. Uh, wow. Yeah. You know, that's like for us, we launched this show January of 2020. So mm -hmm. a couple months before the pandemic and our original plan was actually about a hundred interviews our first year. We thought if we could do that, be great foundation. And then COVID happens. And I remember as I'm watching things get shut down, I told Sandy, I was like, you know, we can't change what's happened. Yeah. But, People are going to need a place to talk and we're going to give it to them. And because of that, we stepped up the game and in 2020 did over 300 interviews first year and we're over 500 now. Wow. Impressive. Well, I, I'm excited to be 500 and whatever. <laughs> Where number we're at. Yes, I'm something else. But, but yeah, you know, it's been a, crazy adventure. Now tell us a little bit of your backstory. Go back to where, you know, I'm sure, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to be in the entertainment world? But I like to go deeper than that. When did it click that all this could be a career? Take us back. Sure. Um, well, I'm from a small town outside of Dodge City, Kansas um, called Mead. And it is, uh, it was a Mennonite community. And my father was a Mennonite pastor. And the joke is that if you don't know anything about the Mennonites, 
the Mennonites make the Mormons look like a pack of hell's angels. <laughs> I grew up really, really conservative. And I saw one movie in the theater the first 18 years of my life. Wow. And, um, you know, but I had this dream that was inside to tell stories and, and, yeah. and be in the movie industry, even though it made zero sense. I didn't know anything about the movie industry. You know, obviously watching hardly any, you know, I, I, we did have a television. So I was able to watch some television growing up. Um, but I couldn't shake this dream. And I, and I, I always loved performing, um, entertaining. And then, and then also, but it was really the root of it was stories. I love telling these stories. And, uh, and so I went to, uh, right afterwards, my, my entire family had gone, graduated and met their significant others at this school in Chicago called Moody Bible Institute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I went there because my father said, you know, you had to go there at least one year. Um, and I did that. And then, but then I, I still had this thing that I, you know, I didn't want to go into the ministry. I like, I was running from that side of it. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I didn't want to, even though my whole family really had, had, you know, gone into the ministry, uh, my brother and my sister and, you know, my mom and dad were all, all doing that. And so I ended up uh, moving to Los Angeles when I was 19 wow. and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and jumping into the entertainment industry, just, you know, blind. Um, and I was really fortunate. I, I ended up uh, becoming, uh, I had one line on a show called Evening Shade with Burt Reynolds, <laughs> right when they were starting. And, oh, wow. uh, and Burt took a liking to me and he developed the character and I ended up on that show for almost four years. <laughs> so that was, that was my entrance into Hollywood. <clears throat> so how did the whole the God's Not Dead come along? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, so I acted all through my 20s on different uh, TV shows and, and, um, uh, uh, and you know, I, I got, uh, there. there's a great story. I ended up getting fired by Burt Reynolds um, <laughs> uh, in, uh, in, in the fourth season. Um, mm. I think uh, he had, he had, this is a funny story. He had chose all the kids, uh -huh. the adults on the show. And so Hillary mm. Swank was playing my, she was my girlfriend on the show and she was playing my wife in this play, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you had Charles Durning. If you don't know anything about Evening Shade, everybody on that show had either won an Oscar and Emmy or Tony and was Burt Reynolds' good friends. And so, you know, mm -hmm. people like Hal Holbrook, Ozzie Davis, Ruby Dee, Elizabeth Ashley, Charles Durning, um, you know, they had all these guest spots from Kenny Rogers to John Ritter to Billy wow. Bob Burton. Um, Terry Bradshaw. I mean, like just list goes on. It was just an unbelievable experience for me. And so, you know, comes the, you know, it's in the fourth season and here I am. He chooses, Bert chooses, you know, his discovery. He called me his discovery and he chooses me to play his, his, him in this play, in this high school. <laughs> and I do the thing. And, and right before the show, I think, wouldn't it be cool if I put this big pillow on my stomach? Uh, Cause Bert had, you know, put on some weight at the time and, <laughs> And I asked him, I said, before the show, before they introduced everybody to the live mm -hmm. audience, I said, hey, would you mind if I go do this? And he goes, sure. You know, uh, and he looks at me weird and he's like, oh, yeah, why not? And so he introduces everybody um, and then he introduced me and I came out with this massive pillow under my stomach and I did my impersonation of him. And he just kind of looked at me <laughs> and he turned all his rings around and put his arm around me and he just smacked me in the ear <laughs> in front of, you know, this whole studio audience. And uh, and we shot that show, and remarkably, uh, that was it. I I was fired after that show. Wow! I had offended Burr Reynolds. <laughs> uh, 
you know, which was a big hit for me because he was my, yeah. my, he was my entrance into Hollywood. He was like my Hollywood dad, you know, wow. I would seek mm -hmm. his approval. And so to be thrown off the show, I did go apologize to him after about a month later and sat mm -hmm. with him for about a month in his, you know, in his dressing room and, and, uh, and he's like, ah, the show's on the way down. And there was, you know, all kinds of internal battles and right. PBS and everything else going on at the time. So, so I did television all through my 20s. And then I ended up producing. I, I had this, this uh, kind of forethought about the faith-based industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, growing up in that, there was never, ever a faith-based. Uh, it just didn't really exist. But I felt That's like true. we should... Tell you know we should show these movies that have faith in it or inspiration and and um, you know a, a large part of our country is you know claims to go to church once a month. Yeah. Certainly yeah. before the pandemic, like 150 million folks, you know, and we go uh, every week. So <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, so that's a lot of people, right? And you know, yeah. and so um, I felt like they were underserved, and there was a market there, and uh, and just started producing in in my late twenties. And Pureflix came in uh, in two thousand five. Me and two other guys in a garage just had this forethought to to produce uh, wow. a company that was a production and distribution company. Yeah, isn't that it, it isn't Sorry. that crazy that you know it's two guys in a garage can create something that Sony eventually buys. Yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, I mean, that's the, you know, it's a testament of, I think, the American dream in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like if you dream it, you know, that that great line from that Kevin Costner movie, you know, they'll come. If you, mm -hmm. if you, oh, yes. Fill um, the dreams. Yep. Fill the dream. That. Great. You know, that, that's like we're trying to build a show here. We're building it and they will yeah. come. <laughs> I mean, apparently over 500 people have come. So that's a lot. Yeah. That's a, that's a good number. <laughs> uh, so God's Not Dead, you know, God's Not Dead came in 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 2012. We had been releasing a lot of home entertainment movies straight to Walmart, Target, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Redbox, uh, Blockbuster at the time, um, and we just really wanted to do a theatrical movie. We felt like it was time to do something that could go wider. Uh, yeah, we had released almost 100 movies up to that point. Um, just for home entertainment. And so God's Not Dead, this idea came through and and uh, and it just seemed relevant to the timing of it, to something that we wanted to talk about, you know. And it was this little movie made for 1.2 that, uh, 1.2 million that, um, uh, you know, it's obviously grossed a lot. And so in 2014, it came out on 700 screens. Wow. It shocked the world in the way that it became the number one live uh, independent movie of the year um broke all the records for faith movies of course and and also you know even on its roi because it was such a small budget and doing you know, 65 million in the box office that first one um uh yeah it's it revolutionized i think the christian faith-based industry certainly wow. and uh and certainly our lives as well you know what i love about your story here is as you know you know a lot of people you know who are Christians and strong Christians, the very first thing, like you said at the beginning, is people think, oh, I'm going into ministry. But I think God wants us to go outside of ministry. Mm. I just have the and and I love that you went to Hollywood and made your mark. And then now you're moving into pulling people through faith-based stuff. Ah, thank you. I mean it's it's interesting. My 
You know, I don't I don't say this a lot, but my father always his dream for me was always to become an evangelist. <laughs> and uh, and you I kind of are. I mean, kind of in a way, you know, I, I don't I mean, I, I certainly I play a pastor in the movies a lot. In fact, people, you know, they some people, a lot of people think that I'm actually a pastor, which I'm not. <laughs> uh, the other, you know, that's the other faith based guys that the Kendricks, you know, um, mm -hmm. they actually are pastors. But uh, yeah, but but it's interesting. I just love telling the stories. And 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 I do believe, obviously, I'm a Christian and I believe that uh, you uh, it's important to tie in. Not to badmouth Hollywood in any way, but yeah. you know, yeah. some of their portrayals of Christians are always very um, one-sided. That's yeah. true. Yeah, there's some truth to how they portray them, but at the same token, you know, they're very one-sided, and and I don't think that they represent the majority of of Christians at all. Exactly. Um, exactly. And so that's something that we get to do, you know, and that's something I I feel is the reason for for what I do is that. Um, you know, there's not enough of us doing it. And so if any of your listeners are out there and, and you know, I would certainly encourage you to join in in the faith-based Christian uh, film uh, experience and world and make those because um, we can certainly, you know, there's, it's needed more, more faith-based. Most definitely. Absolutely, and I love that. Yeah. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, glory in the big actors, the big stars, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes, not just to get the y'all's level, but even a career level within entertainment. And I always want to talk about this side of it, because I think that a lot of people think, oh, I, I can act or I can sing. So, you know, I should make it. But we both know that that's not always the case. Uh, it takes a lot of work. You could have the best voice. You could be the best actor. But if you have no work ethic, you're not making it no matter what you do. Uh, and so let's talk a little bit about that side of it. What are some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through even to get to here today? Yeah, I mean, it certainly is not easy. I think the entertainment industry is a very difficult um, industry to be in uh, and to pursue, um, you know, uh, but if you have your dream, whatever that dream is that's inside of you, I think that's what people should pursue because that's what they're, mm -hmm. that's what they're driven to. And that's what, if you, you know, you have a, you have, it, it, it keeps it, it, it has allowed me, um, the energy and, you know, the willpower to continue on in the midst of the adversity. Obviously, I believe my faith is the number one cause of that, um, for that strength. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, in a in a belief that you know that God has me here for a reason and a purpose, and um, and it's a matter of honoring that every day. So there's a reason to get up in the morning. Um, but at the same token, I also think it's it's perseverance. It's you know it's something my dad taught me early on um, to connect with the right to connect with people and yeah. find yeah. out what people are good at, and that's what we certainly have done in PureFlix is. You know, Pureflix is this, is this was this company that went from you know there was three of us that started it to over a hundred full time employees wow. as of yeah. 2019. And in 2020, you know, we we to back up a minute, we you know we started an SVOD platform in 2015, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's, uh, that's streaming video on demand. It's like yeah. Netflix was on Hulu. In case you know somebody doesn't know what SVOD means, but. At the same time, it was very difficult. We raised, you know, fifty million dollars to wow. to do mm -hmm. this uh, this very large dream that we felt, you know, to, to be able to stream this kind of content twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five you know days a year. 
um, is an amazing thing that could could work, except that it, was, it didn't work. And in many, many, many ways, I mean, it did work, but in many ways, like we had those, you know, those times when we thought we were going to have to shut the lights off and wow. business and, and 2020, that was another thing, you know, I could tell a lot of these stories, but in 2020, at the beginning of it, before the pandemic, you know, it looked like PureFlix was going down. Oh, wow. And it was scary in a way because of we had just, you know, we had gone through, we had just raised this enormous amount of money for us. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, um, and we had over 10,000 hours of content, you know, different, wow. different okay. shows and movies. Um, but you're competing with the bigs. And it's a very yeah. difficult thing. And and uh, for whatever reason, Sony came in and um, and invested in and uh, and and partnered with us. In wow! Company. And so, so by the end of 2020, that deal was closed, and and it's been extraordinary in the ways that obviously it gives us, um, you know, having Sony um, as a you know as the as the we don't no longer have to raise independent money. And, yeah. And, uh, that's a big blessing, and they still allow us to do what we set out to do. Oh, well, well that's, oh, that's great. great. Mm-hmm. You know, you talking about being a god thing. I can, you know, I can remember, you know, as our show started growing with bigger and bigger guests. So many times, people would would mess private message me on Facebook and stuff, and and ask, you know, people who have been doing shows for three, four, five years who haven't had the type of guests we've had. How are you getting these guests? And I'm like. It's just all God because it's I can't, that's God. the only thing I can it's explain it, you know, sure. is, is, as we start growing, it's like all of a sudden these connections come together and, oh yeah, I want so-and-so on your show. I want so-and-so. And next thing you know, the, the guest roster is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And we're just sitting here like pinching ourselves <laughs> in the evenings and nights. Yeah, like, can you believe we get, we get to, do to do this? this? <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, that's, you know, and, and but again, I think it also goes to your perseverance. And to taking that first step. And I think that's so important for people is that is that whatever that dream is, you know, that's inside of you. I wrote a book, by the way, and I'm 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 it it is about this thing. I'm just gonna hold it up. It's called it it is called uh Between Heaven and Hollywood, Chasing Your God-Given Dream. Oh wow. And so uh and it's in stores and you can get it everywhere. Uh but the thing that's so important about it is is to find that thing I think that drives you. And then you still have to pursue it and you still have to take those first steps. And obviously you guys have done that. And it's, you know, everybody doesn't just call in. I would not have known to call in to do this interview unless you take those first steps and reach out to the people who book and do the whole thing. And so, um, yes, it is definitely all, you know, we wake up every morning as as a a blessing from the Lord and Mm -hmm. the same token. Um, you know, he also, you're breathing to move forward in a different way. And you guys are doing that in a really cool way. And, you know, even like with David, he, you know, he had to practice the harp that whole time. And if he did, you know, yeah, he had this talent that was going to eventually be used and move God's kingdom. But if he didn't practice every day, he would not have been ready for that moment. Yeah, to play for the king. I mean, if you think about it, like that wasn't a little, I'm sure there was like, you know, like, uh, you know, a lot of harpists in the day. But he didn't necessarily have to take David, exactly. And in those type of days, who knows, if he'd have played it wrong, would they have killed him? Yeah. Yeah. 
He did get a, a spear thrown at him a few times. <laughs> Instead of booze like you are nowadays, back then it was probably yell. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they, you know, they see you, but they don't see the teams behind you. And in our opinion, teams never get the they love they don't. deserve. In our show, right. they get love. So take a few moments to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we have a few directors that we've worked with over the years and, uh, and it's a matter of, you know, there's so many, first of all, there's so many, I, I forget the saying of, you know, behind every whatever thing it's like a it's a you know it's a town basically and it is it is it is uh i'd like to you know we start with the writers and directors and one of the per tommy blaze um who wrote both those movies behind me uh oh, yeah. and uh and in god's not dead we the people the one that just came out as well mm -hmm. um he's been with us for a long time and he was a stand-up comedian and I, I love tommy blaze um and uh he helped me even with my book He's just a writer who was a stand-up comedian, very, very funny. Started with Eddie Murphy back in the day, you know, uh, and then and then really uh, was Catholic and and just you know has grown closer in his faith and somehow ended up writing for us. And he writes a great deal, a majority of what we do these wow. days. And you wouldn't think a stand-up comedian would have any sense of you know finding heart and soul and also where does the faith come into that? And yet. Um, He's just been wonderful. And then you have directors like um, Matt Shapira, who I've done the last three movies with and I've enjoyed, or Vance Noel. Vance came to us. Vance did the last God's Not Dead, We the People movie. and uh, mm -hmm. But he's edited all of these other gods, all of these other theatricals that Pure Flix has done from, you know, the God's Not Dead to I still do Do You Believe, The Case for Christ. Mm -hmm. to, uh, yeah. um, and Vance started out with us at 18 uh, in the, our call center. Uh, when he was 18 years old, now he's 30 something. So he's been with us for quite a while. Um, Brittany's, uh, you know, just there's just a lot of people. Anna Zelinsky, there's there's so many other folks like that. Anna's been producing with us, and now she is one of our heads of distribution or heads of pro uh, production development. And and, uh, and I, you know, the the list goes on and on and on. Um, Chris Fastrup, and obviously Michael Scott is my business partner, Jim Amaduri, Elizabeth Travis, um, you know, these people, Russell Wolf, um, have been, a, we each have different talents mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful thing to watch how, if you can, if you can, I learned this like back in high school, like if you can find, become friends with a lot of people, find out what they're good at, find out what you're good at and then mesh that. And you guys can do the extraordinary, and you know um, that's what we've done in our marriage. Yeah, oh, and, definitely. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beautiful. You know, so um, yeah. Anyway, that's an interesting shout out. I've never done that before. <laughs> uh, you know, because again, we we know that it takes a village it to make really all this work in entertainment, and I always want to make sure people get recognized and all that. You know, because it's not just even though you're the front man. You're, it's not you. It's everybody around you. And you can't do what you need to do if they're not doing what they do. Absolutely. And I want to give a shout out to Ben Loro and Roger Neal. You know, we love Roger. Yes. Yeah. Who have been with us for a long time. You know, um, I will. I want to say this, too, is this is an exciting thing that's that's on the horizon before we wrap up, is that um, we are we have done the Revelation Road uh, 
three movies, if you ever mm-hmm. Road, one, two, and then and three in Black Rider. And uh, and I'm so excited. I'm on my way to South Africa, actually, oh, to, wow. uh, ah, yeah. to do the next seven episodes in our series. Um, and so um, uh, very excited to shoot that. And and a big shout out to Gabriel Sabaloff, who also has been a director with us, an unbelievable editor, writer, and uh, and he has just uh, brought this whole Revelation Road, you know, thing to life. And and so I know we've had a lot of fans asking for it for a long time. And so, wow. it's you know, awesome. speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our yes. nine-year-old, that we allow come on and ask a few questions. So Sandy's going to go get him real quick. Yeah. And All while right. she's getting him, tell, tell us about the Love on the Rock. Yeah. Well, Love on the Rock was also another movie that we shot in 2020 in Malta of all things oh wow and uh and if you don't know anything about the island of malta which i didn't really know a lot of is that it's, it has all this biblical background it's apostle paul was shipwrecked there um but also peter was there and the apostle luke was there wrote half the new testament there um on malta and so it's an extraordinary place that um is so rich and it's in its biblical history uh that it just seemed you know we made this uh romance slash um kind of james bond meets indiana jones uh, in search of this panacea this this uh um cure basically yeah. and so um it's a fun movie it's out everywhere right now and uh and that's the poster behind me love on the rock well hello young man hi david so what's your favorite food <laughs> my favorite food uh it just depends on the day, but today I would go with like a steak. I would do a Caesar salad and a steak at a good restaurant. And what's yours? Mine is pizza. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> pizza or do you like pepperoni pizza? I like pepperoni sauce and supreme and pineapple. He's got four different now. Okay. Pineapple's a new one because he's never tried it, but we've had so many people on our show that says you should try pineapple. And finally he tried it and he liked it. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, so what's for a TV show? Wow. Um, that's a good question. Uh, because it changes, you know, the TV shows change uh with what's <laughs> current and what's on. And um, you know, I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but I've been I've been I've been kind of watching uh this succession on HBO, which is a little bit of a bizarre, dark show <laughs> about billionaires. Um, <laughs> and they're twisted billionaires, to say the least. Uh, but uh, I started watching it because David Rashi is, you know, who used to be on a show called Sledgehammer that I mm-hmm. loved in the 80s and early 90s. And uh, and he played my dad. I got to have him play my father in, in our Malibu Dan series. Oh, wow that we did and so uh he is on succession now uh wow. started me on it what's yours mine is spongebob all right there you go <laughs> and because he watches a lot of the D- disney and nickelodeon shows now at his age you know we've been able to bring on a lot of people from his shows onto our show for him to talk to ah uh, that that had to be fun yeah how's that been it's been great <laughs> he gets to do this with all the people he loves it where are you guys out of savannah georgia Oh, very nice. My 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 uh, middle daughter's middle name is Savannah. Oh wow, Ocean Savannah Grace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're planning on moving out to Nashville sometime th- later this year. Okay, excellent. 
Right. Well, I have to wrap this up, but let me ask. Go ahead. One more question. Okay. Ask okay. Your last question. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Wow. You know that also changes as as the years go by in different ways. I mean, uh, some of my favorite movies have always been like Shawshank Redemption or Braveheart, or um, or even uh, yeah, Braveheart's an extraordinary movie. Um, uh, but I've I've been liking the latest James Bond movies too, though. They're quite extraordinary uh, action movies and, and a lot of heart. And yeah, anyway. And what's yours? Mine is the Minions movie. Minions. That was a good movie, actually. <laughs> that was fun. So as we close up, as you said, um, tell everybody how they can find you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, my socials are always just at David A.R. White. So either Instagram, Facebook. Uh, YouTube, TikTok, and, you know, all of it's on at, at David A.R. White. And, you know, we really enjoyed having we you did. on today. We look this forward to having you back down the road. Yes. Uh, you guys are great. I appreciate the time. And, um, and you know, one more shout out to Love on the Rock and uh, and God's Not Dead. We the people are all in stores right now and uh, and out different types of movies, but certainly fun and, and star yours truly, Mr. David A.R. White. Love, Love that. it. And, you know, we really enjoyed. So you have a blessed day. Yes. And thank uh, you, you guys for your time today. So sweet. God bless you guys. All right. All right same you. to you. Bye. All right.